Welcome to the Akashic Musings Podcast. My name is Laura Mazzotta, and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher, and I've also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration, and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic Records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. to another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Today, I am bringing you a question that one of my clients asked recently in my Renewed program, and I started to answer it, and then the channel, the intuitive channel just opened up, and it just started flooding in. And I thought this was immensely important to share collectively because It's something that I see coming up all the time, not only in my own life, but with my clients, my loved ones. I mean, this is such a, such a common issue, especially for empaths. So the question, of course, based on the title of this episode is how to love somebody and hold a boundary, especially somebody that you're close to, right? This can be very, very, very tricky because we as empaths, as people who are sensitive and loving and understanding, are always going to see the other side. And we're going to say, I can put myself in this person's shoes and I can understand how they're feeling and that they're going through a rough time or that they've been through this or that or that they've had a lot of trauma. And I can be understanding of that. Um, And we can sometimes forgive too much, right? We can sometimes, there's no such thing as forgiving too much, of course, for our own sake. But we can sometimes, I guess, accept too much and not set enough boundaries not with them, but for ourselves. And so what happens is we then need to be really, really clear about what our boundaries are because we want them to be the same no matter who's coming into our world. Because if I'm going to bend my boundaries because somebody else is going through a rough time or da-da-da-da-da, I'm dishonoring myself. Now, I can do that temporarily if I see that they're definitely invested and yeah, they're going through a rough time and they're working through it and you know, they're, they're devoted to their own expansion, but you know, I'm a mover and a shaker. And if you are somebody who is on the spiritual path and really deeply, sincerely devoted to the highest level of yourself, so are you. And when that happens, we change a lot. We up level a lot. We shift a lot. And that's a good thing because that's where we want to go. And that's where our soul is magnetically drawing us toward. But some people just either aren't going at the same pace or they just don't want the same thing. And that's okay. And that's where we honor the soul contracts that we've made with these people and trust when they feel complete uh, and don't allow it to hold us back from 
reaching what we want to reach in our lives based on what our soul is telling us, not based on what our ego is telling us. So, so how do we love somebody and hold a boundary? It's really a practice. This is not something that you're going to snap your fingers and, and come to overnight. Okay. Um, but this came up, this question came up because we had done a forgiveness practice in the renewed program. And there's, there's resistance that can come up in our bodies and in our emotions or just in our human anywhere, even on our minds around forgiveness, because we feel like, well, we've been wronged or, you know, somebody has legitimately done something to harm me. And so I, you know, forgiving them doesn't feel right. And I promise you the forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. It does not, you forgiving them does not put you in a place that's saying what you did is good and, and I'm willing to receive it again. Right. Um, but so, so what's interesting is that we want to tune into the resistance piece because that's the part of, part of us that is not as willing to open up to love and not as willing to open up to really sinking into the deepest part of ourselves. So what we want to come to here is, is a couple things. Given what I just said about boundaries, that exists at the same time as what I'm about to say, Okay. And acceptance is something that we absolutely need in order to be able to get on that journey to our highest selves, because we can't change other people. We can change the world around us very gradually by just being ourselves and shining our light, but we're not going to do it through force through I'm making this shift because I can't tolerate that it doesn't exist anymore. Right? So we want to make changes because we're always coming to acceptance with the intention of peace. Okay. And we do that by saying one of my favorite mantras ever, which is I trust the journey of my loved ones and release attachment to it. And this is about, I accept that my, my loved ones are on a journey that may look different than mine. It may be at a different pace than mine. It may not align with where I want to go with my soul, right? And I'm going to release attachment to it. I'm not going to grip onto it anymore because I choose to accept what brings them peace. Because ideally, I want everyone on this planet to be their best selves. When everyone on this planet is their best selves, we then thrive collaboratively, okay? And so if, if I'm going to force somebody to be in relationship with me in a way that I desire... That is, that's fueling me, right? That makes me feel good, but, but is that really serving them, right? So if they continually show me that they are not willing or able at the moment to be able to show up in the way that supports my forward movement, then I need to come to acceptance that that brings them peace, right? Like that's, they need to do what they need to do for them in order to live their best lives, in order to learn the lessons, even if they're in a shithole, right? Maybe they need to be there for a little bit. Who am I to say that they need to be extracted now, right? That's the savior mentality. And I want to separate this from this personal relationship because we can personalize it and think, Oh, this is about me. They don't love me. They don't care enough, this, that, or the other. Or, you know, I need to stand strong. I need to love myself more. The bottom line is we're not loving anyone on this planet at all. We are loving God every single time because everyone is a representation of God, 
We're loving the universe because everyone is a piece of the universe. It's all energy and we are all energy. Everything that comes to us in on this planet, every experience, every relationship, etc., is a gift and gesture of love from God. Even if we can't see it or see through the veil of what's coming to us right away, because sometimes it comes in the form of sickness. Sometimes it comes in the form of a breakup. Sometimes it comes in the form of losing a job. And then we don't see that as a gift from God. We don't see that as a representation, but it absolutely is. And I promise you that as life unfolds, you'll be able to see the puzzle piece as it fits into the bigger picture. And that's where trust comes in. That's what we need to trust. Okay. So the other piece here is that when we love other people, yes, we are, we are loving God and we're loving the universe there. And when we receive from other people, we're receiving from God, we're receiving from the universe, but we're not really loving the other person. I'm actually also loving a version of myself that is reflected through my connection and engagement with this other person. So this, per I love this person, right? They're a reflection of God in the universe. So I'm receiving love from the universe and I'm giving it from the universe because it's coming through me. And as this person mirrors back to me areas where I might feel rejected or wounded or unloved, that is a reflection of myself. Similarly, they may reflect back to me how much fucking love I can hold because I just love them so much, even if they're not willing and able to meet me at that same point, right? And so I'm actually loving the version of myself that can love that much. I'm able to then witness how hugely I can love. And then I'm loving a piece of myself when I make that engagement and that connection because that person is a piece of me. Everyone is a piece of me. So I'm loving a piece of me when I love someone else. And they're just always reflecting an area of me that I get to love more deeply. So this is my opportunity to give to the universe, but not be attached to receiving it directly from that person. I don't have to give to you and then receive from you. That's an exchange relationship. Instead, it's like I give to you and then I'll receive in whatever ways align for me to receive from the universe and in divine timing. Okay. So that doesn't mean like if it doesn't feel good to you because you're giving, giving, giving to the same person and they repeatedly don't give back. And that's not a big deal. If it's somebody who is, you can feel is invested in some level of exchange and they're willing and able to do so, but they're just not in the moment, they might need a little more time, right? They might need a little more space. Totally fine, right? But if this happens over a longer period of time, then you'll just shift to where you're giving. You're going to give where it feels light, where it feels free. And if the giving starts to feel heavy, shift where you're giving. But stop personalizing it and creating story around it. Well, this person doesn't love me or is this relationship right for me? Or did it? That's when we get into the mind and the doubt. Instead, we want to follow the vibration as Abraham Hicks always says, like you want to choose the feeling good, right? As long as you choose the feeling good, you're going to continue to receive the feeling good and you're going to feel good. 
So that is where our soul is guiding us is being able to say like, okay, as you're on this path, you're giving this love, follow it when it feels good. Like it's, it's, we are meant to continue to grow in our capacity to love because we have infinite capacity to love. So when we're at that point and we're really aligned with the universe and we're not attached to the outcome of the love that we're giving and we allow ourselves to just follow the vibration without apology, like, okay, I've given to you 562 times and I've received back twice and it just hasn't felt very good. Like it just, it's feeling heavy. It's feeling closed. It's not feeling expansive. Then I'll just shift it. I'm not going to sit there and analyze like, you know, why and why didn't this work? And when you're fully centered in alignment with source, like it's okay. It's just, it's, it's a thank you so much for the lessons. Thank you so much for the blessings. Thank you so much for the reflections. I know that we had a soul contract here together. And by the way, you don't have to say any of this out loud. This can just be your internal process. But it's like, yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're setting boundaries for ourselves. Like I said earlier, we're not setting them based on individual humans because when we do that, it can get really messy and really, really confusing. And that's when we get into self-doubt. So instead it's like, who are you when you are alone with yourself and with God and with the universe? How do you feel? How empowered do you feel? Do these people and exchanges make you feel more of that? Great, prioritize them. And if they do not, then that's okay. You, you're still inviting them with you because you have such an open field and you're so loving, you're magnetic. And so you don't even need to think about boundaries or even have them enter your world when you're super aligned and you're confident and you're centered because you know who you are, you know where you're going, you know what's for you and what's aligned with your vibration. And anything that doesn't match that, you just immediately look at as, all right, well, that's not aligned for me. It's not upset. It's not a source of tension. It's just, it's a knowing. And the decision becomes easier because it's like, I know where I'm going. I know who I am. And I'm so expansive. And I'm so loving. And I have so much to offer myself and the world. And I just desire to go deeper. And, and I'm inviting everyone with me that desires to come right? And it's their choice if they decide not to. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean there might not be some grief around that. And you can honor whatever grief comes up in your human for that. But the love is not for them in whatever situation you find yourself. It's the love that you're meant to share with the universe that's going to come back to you in the way that it's meant, okay? You can love from a distance at the same time that you love and appreciate that they have their own path and not attached to the outcome of the relationship or to their outcome. That's controlling, right? And so we get to continue to love them till the ends of the earth with all of your heart, right? At the same time that you do you and follow your own path. And the way that this can come forward is I love you so much, so much. And I'm inviting you with me to every single pocket of this life if you want to come, but I'm not available for X, Y, and Z, right? I'm not available for projections. I'm not available for, for the density. I'm not available for the holding back. And so you get to say, you know, when you're ready to, to, to go there, if, and when you feel that that light is, is beckoning you, let's hang out right? Like you get to set the terms of your interactions and you don't have to apologize for it because it's vital for you to set the terms of your interactions. Because when you do that, you are fully stepping into you and the brighter you shine, man, the more magnetic you become 
and the more high vibe humans you draw in and then they have a ripple effect and then they have a ripple effect. It's actually a much more effective way to shift this planet and to raise the vibration of all of your loved ones and actually realistically draw them on this path with you because you're modeling it. You're not forcing it. You're not making them and their path wrong. So this is a big one. It's a deep one. And I would love to know your thoughts. If you're listening to this, take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag at Emerge Healing and Wellness. You can also shoot me an email at EmergeHealingAndWellness at gmail.com. Let me know what came up for you. Let me know if this is an area that you desire to dive deeper. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next week on another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.